debut episode of Offended on the Anything But Credible Network. It's your boy, Tricky, with Katie, Katie, Naked Lady, and the grand, grand return. I gotta go. (laughs) (laughs) Of the one, the only, Stasman. What's up, you fucking peasants? (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, we're trying to eliminate the stigma that we're not a wrestling podcast, so Mark usage is gonna get toned down a little bit. And society's more... I love calling people Mark. Society is more peasants than Marks to me right now, so... I'm kidding. We're still going to call people Marks, for sure. Good. Oh, definitely. Good. When they deserve it. Mainly JCD. Yeah. Who? Who? Oh, yeah. Who? Uh, that New York guy. Yeah, the guy on the WWE Network. Yeah, the, the, the Disney wrestling channel. <laughs> <laughs> the guy that loves Pete Davidson. Which, by the way, his Pete Davidson's new movie looks fantastic. It does oh, look yeah. good. It looks so good. I hope, John, I hope John listens to that part and turns it off there. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> Welcome to the Pete, Davins, Pete Davidson Appreciation episode. <laughs> Sponsored by JCD. But anyway, Stoutsy, how have you been? How have you been? Well, Don't I mean to cut you off, but we got Grand Fury on today's show. Yeah, we do. <laughs> God, I didn't get him to tell me happy birthday. Okay, so yeah, we have NHL Hall of Famer Grant Fury joining us today in a little bit. We what a the- get. No doubt. That's my get. <laughs> That's your dude. <laughs> you got the gets of the gets. I'll give you that. I don't know if we can top it. Maybe get. I'll reach out to Chris Pronger next. I mean, Pronger or Holly. Holly will never. Holly never do it. Yeah. Pronger, maybe. That's a We'd issue. have to run That's into amazing. him and have microphones on us and just record like a 15-minute <laughs> conversation. Hey, Brett. Don't mind the microphones. Just want to talk to you for about 30 minutes. <laughs> I'm just behind you with like a boom <laughs> Ask him about. <laughs> Ask him about flipping off the bench. Yeah. Oh, God. No, but for real, uh, NHL Hall of Famer Grant Fuhrer on today's show. Be sure to listen to that. Great interview. Uh, for sure, the best thing we've ever done. Definitely, without a doubt. Um, yeah, without a doubt. And But but for real, how have you been? Not your back. I'm alive. Apparently on the upswing of things. So hopefully, uh, I posted that stupid, sappy bullshit. <laughs> my birthday, whatever, was all in my emotions. But, uh, an angel. That's better, I, I guess, for now, so... Good. We'll see. Welcome back. Thanks, Welcome brother. back. We missed you. Missed you kind guys of, too. Kind of missed you. No, you did. I, I missed him. Yeah. You're trash. What? Yeah, you're trash. I, you said I was a great co-host. This is being nice during this quarantine. Is a, I'm stuck. Yeah. <laughs> Gullible dummy. <laughs> he thinks I'm so good. Shut the fuck up, Stoutsy. Then you miss me. Everybody does. It's different when I'm an asshole over the internet than it's in person. It's like, God damn it. No, it's the same. It's oh, a yeah. damn smile. So my, but for real, what you said just a couple minutes ago, my favorite part of the Grant Fury interview was right when it ended. Actually, here, let's rewind. Right before it. Just from right, the start. Right before the interview started, you're like, because we recorded it on your birthday, and you go, I'm going to give him the wish me a happy birthday. I don't even care. He's just, I just want him to say happy birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday from a legend. Fucking five minutes after we're done. Not even, dude. It was like a minute. I was like, I didn't even get him to tell me happy birthday. (laughs) Call him back. (laughs) Call him back. Call him back. I was so mad at myself. I was so fucking nervous for that interview. Yeah, at the beginning, I could tell you were a little nervous. Oh my god, I was so nervous. Yeah, but then after, I was like even worse. (laughs) Yeah, you were having like heart palpitations after. I was was like, Jesus Christ. Jim, it's already over. You can, like, chill out. <laughs> the hard part's done. I barely talk to people in general now, and fucking I gotta go talk to Grant Fuhrer. So, <sighs> so many people I've told 
before like we announced that I got Grant Fear on the show, everyone's like, "How the hell did you get Grant Fear on the show?" I'm like, "Just Cause, ask," because I just asked. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, all you had to do was ask. My uncle's like, "Does he does he know that your show cusses?" I'm like, "Have you talked to a hockey player?" He's a fucking hockey player. <laughs> Jesus. What a boomer. Okay, boomer. Yeah. No <laughs> <shit>. boomer. <laughs> anyway, welcome to Offended, presented by ABC, Anything But Credible Network. Told myself. Woo! <laughs> um, anyway, we got, aside from Grand Fuhrer, Songs of the Week. We're going to do it here in a second. Dope. We got two games we're going to play after the Grand Fuhrer interview, the Lyric game. Which Stoutsy's never played. No. We have played it, actually. Have we? We played it with Corey like once or twice, and it was really hard because Corey picked like the most asinine like rap songs. Oh yeah, and we're like, we don't know these lyrics, Corey. He's like, oh, fine, whatever. You guys just don't know good music. Wait, do I'm, you have an actual new lyric game, or is it just the one where we? And I'm woke as fuck. Oh no, it's Are the you... one you look it up. Okay. But yeah. Katie's had this plan since the 420 episode. Fuck, we forgot to put out the 420 episode. Are you fucking serious? Guess we'll have to wait until next year. Plug. End. And then we'll play the blockbuster <laughs> movie game, which Katie apparently has some rules to where I guess it's just going to be me and you playing against each other. Whatever. I'm going to be on both your teams, so suck it. I'm going to be the equal disadvantage to both teams. Oh, okay. So, like, all-time pitcher. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Kick- you probably didn't play sports. No. Okay. What's pitch? <laughs> what does that mean? Is that when you play hockey? What's that? We have seven-time World Series champ Grant Fuhrer on the t- podcast today. <laughs> he scored a lot of touchdowns in his day. Got a whole. I'm one. so happy that you did that interview because I was like, I don't want to do that. I don't even know who this guy is. You just would have been there, like, yeah, I awesome, yeah. That's so cool, mm-hmm. dude. When you sent me those questions, I was like, oh my god, thank god. <laughs> you I'm came. That was clutch. That was fucking that's what clutch. I'm here for. Um, but yeah, uh, real quick, thank you to uh, anything but credible. Uh, Fuck Nick Dugan, those guys, dude. <laughs> Nick Dugan, you have no idea what you just welcomed us Mighty into. Mighty Ducks bullshit still pisses me off. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, you know what? We might have to resend this. Maybe this doesn't come out. <laughs> what is the Mighty Ducks bullshit? It's it was was it Dugan or was it just Keith? Because Grifford was the one that was like, oh, I don't know about that. Like, I think it was both. May have been. I think it's more so Keith than Dugan. Yeah, or Dugan didn't like the Sandlot. Yeah, there's like a Sandlot, then there's like a Mighty... D- I don't know. They're all just terrible takes. <laughs> Thank God. They had a. They were playing a trivia game the other day. I was listening to them, and they were like, who has the record most points from... Or who retired from the Hartford Whalers with like the most amount of games ever played? 40, huh? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's like the most and they famous like had no idea. They had no idea. Yeah. And I was like, are you kidding me? I was getting so mad. It's so well, bad. it's because they grew up hating good, fun sports movies. I like how we're ragging on the guys that brought us over to their new network. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> we're the NWO. We're taking over. I'm still shitting on them. Get it? Because I have a shit disease. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, this has been Offended, presented by uh, Anything But Credible. I got to get used to saying that. I got to get used to saying that. I've almost slipped like three times now. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get in the songs of the week. Let's just get right into it. What, what was oh, wait? Uh, what was your joke that you said on our last episode? We go from the middle of the alphabet to no, the beginning. I, Have you guys heard that song? We Hot, need to listen Hot Girl to it. Summer. Like, you guys heard that song? I think. You know that Megan the Stallion song. Sing it. Hmm. 
you know, that Hot hot Girl Summer song. <laughs> oh, no. I thought about picking all the songs that were popular last year that I never was at the bar to listen to because oh. I fucking wasn't there just to make fun of people. <laughs> this is my hot take oh. on quarantine is I am so glad that things are still closed because if I had to go back to bars and listen to fucking Toothie Roll fucking 90 times at the bar Tootsie by Drake. Slide. It's Tootsie Slide. Whatever, dude. Do you hate that song too? I, yeah, of course I that do. That song's so bad. Yeah, they would have played Let it a... Let me show you how to get it, go right They would have played it a billion times at the I bar. Know. Like every fucking dumb peasant does at bars now. Play fucking Megan the Stallion and who's that other fucking... Who's... Actually, she has one good song that would... Well, Beyonce just makes it like pretty good. Beyonce's is better. Yeah. thousand percent. The remix? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I know it's funny. Man, I'm on TikTok. Fucking, you look like the stupid, wacky, inflatable arm man, you stupid idiots on TikTok. Fucking throwing. You're not even dancing. You're just moving your elbows back and forth and wiggling your body like an idiot. You fucking losers. Figure it out. I had TikTok for five minutes and was ready to fucking punch all those children in the face. Stoutsy's back. Every fucking teenager can get the fucking smoke. Cause figure it out. You look like idiots. You Losers. Look, you look like idiots. Then you're like, I don't know why we get bullied at school. Because of shit like that, kids. <laughs> figure it out. You look dumb. That's all I got to say about that. Life lessons from Stouty. Uh, grow up. It's a new segment. Unoffended. You know, even the girls that are, like, attractive, like, the of age ones, duh, obviously, they just look weird. I'm just like, you right. look weird moving like that. I don't find that attractive. I don't care that your hips can go left to right in a millisecond. You just look weird. Oh, the floss? Put some about the floss? Fucking, no, just when they do oh, you the like weird, the floss? <laughs> the wacky inflatable guy. Basically, if you hike a thong up on a wacky inflatable arm man, you get TikTok and Instagram now. That's your influencers. You're all fucking losers. You've had a lot of built up aggression, I feel like, inside of you. It's not I the have. shit I'm talking about. Ultra of colitis jokes. Letting it all out. I haven't had anybody just bitch about these fucking idiots too. Remember when Grant Fuhr didn't wish you a happy birthday? Oh, I forgot to wish him tell him to wish me one. Yeah. Uh. Oh, I, oh, and by the way, we also have uh, La Casa Music Group on the show today as a musical guest. Dope. So we'll hear a song from them in a little bit. So, yeah, let's I'm get into up, it. I'm so, working up a sweat. Songs that we... I'm sweating too, man. It's hot outside. It just got really muggy out of nowhere today. That's St. Louis. Welcome to St. Louis. Yeah. All right. Katie? You going to let me go first? Sure. Okay. If you're even prepared. I am for once. fucking nervous taco tuesday by migos damn damn it that's my song i told you some of these are going to be yours taco tuesday that song is just if you if you heard amigo song it's just amigo song with so much fun lebron james in the beginning is going taco tuesday it's such a fun song i think it was rick flair cuevo or one of the three amigos fucking posted like a instagram story of like a preview of it like the week before and i was like i'm gonna like this song it's <laughs> <laughs> a good pick well fuck now i gotta go ahead jim say so now i gotta find a Me? different song to pick um see i don't know if you guys picked any of these or not um i'm gonna go with the scots by travis scott and uh 
I have not picked that. Travis Scott and Kid Cudi. It's fucking good. It is good. I like that. I fuck like, with Travis Scott. At first, Travis I didn't Scott's think I'd awesome. like him, but it's a pretty cool dude. Did you see what he did on Fortnite? I saw like shit on the internet, but I didn't watch it. But it, it was it's wild. Fucking tight. It's wild. Like you could just control like where you went while he's just performing, but it just got really trippy. I was like, I wish I was on drugs. He's a cool dude. The yeah, it's awesome. It was yeah. freaking awesome. All right, my first song this week. Damn you, Katie. Was gonna be Taco Tuesday. Uh, I'll change it to uh, "1910" by Childish Gambino because that's just a really good song off his new album. Dude, when you downloaded his album, did the songs' names not pop up for like ever? They still haven't. Yeah, what the? I don't know what's going on. What is that's, that? That's just, is that just a thing. Yeah, it's a son thing. of a bitch. That makes me so mad. <laughs> I swear though, he's updated the album a little bit though. So okay. there was a song that I really liked at first, and I was like, I feel like the lyrics are different. Like the last, like the last couple times, like I've listened to it. So I don't know if he's like updated it, but either way, it's still a great album. It's unique as fuck. Yeah, it's really good, and it came out of nowhere. Yeah, you just I know. Finish up Atlanta for us, please. Oh, we tried watching that. No, I have watched it. Oh. You just can't get into it. We watched like three episodes. Oh, I like it. That's good. Second season. The, uh, I won't spoil it for you unless you're not going to watch it. No, I want to watch it. You know what episode I'm talking about? Like the real creepy one? In the second season? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Real creepy one. Where no, I only like, watched the first season because I was waiting for her to watch you, it. You haven't watched the second season? Uh-uh. Oh, okay. Then. There's an episode in the second season that is just incredible. Which, You'll know. Speaking of shows, have you seen Solar Opposites yet? Uh, no, you're talking about Tuesday. I'm going to oh, yeah, check I it out. I did tell you about that. Yep. yep. It's just Rick it and Morty. fucking phenomenal. It's just Rick and Morty, but not Rick and Morty. Right. Yeah, this is Earth. Different dynamic. What's, what's his like pet called? One's name is Terry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One Shut of the up, guys' name is Terry. Terry. <laughs> so he just yells at Terry the whole Put time. Put it in reverse, Terry. <laughs> oh man, what's his? Oh, I gotta figure out the name of like the uh, the little yellow guy. Yeah, what is that? It's like a smorgaboyborg, something like that. The pupa, pupa, the pupa. Yeah, it's a pupa, isn't it? Yummyalak. I like how it's Corvo, Terry, Yummyalak, Jesse, and the pupa. Or, like that's the name of the family, and. uh He's like, there's the poopa. Oh, I just dropped the poopa. That's, so he's literally, it zooms out. It's them, it's them like taking like a family portrait in front of their house. This and the, he's like holding like the baby, like the yellow intro. alien thing. He's like, there I am. I'm the one holding the, poop, the poopa. Oh, I just dropped the poopa. And he just drops it. He goes, I don't care. And he just changed every, before every episode, what he says next is changed. He's like, fuck old people. Old people fucking suck. Oh, he's <laughs> waiting for them. They're not waiting for us. Fuck those old people. He's <laughs> mad at everything. Yeah. Oh, it's hilarious. It's really, it's really just Rick as an alien. Oh, yeah. a younger yeah. alien. The thing yeah. you showed me, I was like, oh, it's just yeah. Rick. Or, yeah, just... What was the thing? He's like, look at my cape shiver. Son of a bitch. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. Look at my cape wave or something. Oh, Here. so funny. Jealous. Robes are not cool. You're just jealous of my swish. <laughs> God, that's so fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> He's just jealous of my swish. God, that's so fucking cool. And the guy that voices Terry is the main guy from uh, Silicon Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley. Yeah. Hmm. I think he's in Waiting, too. The movie Waiting? I think he's in Waiting. I might be getting that guy confused with somebody else. Hmm. Well, what's your next song? All right, my next song um, is Cry, Cry, Cry by Coldplay. Picked that song last week, you idiot. 
I looked it up. It wasn't on the. Yeah, because you didn't send me your last your last. Uh, so song you should together. still put yours up. Right, fine. Well, I pick it again. <laughs> I pick it again. The song is fantastic. It's probably one of my all time favorite Coldplay songs. Have you heard that song? Is it an old song? Oh, it's brand new. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's yet. so good. It's it good. So good. It's a good song. Coldplay has some hits. Mm-hmm. I'll give them that. All right, my song. Uh, I'm gonna go a little. Old my next song with a little Bob Seger. Nope, you're not cutting me off. Uh, a little Bob Seger night moves. Ooh. That's an old one. Yeah, it is. I just said an oldie. Fucking listen. This is why I wish we had cameras down here just for that reaction, because I was looking down and I look up and you just go, It's a great fucking song. It's so weird, the music I've listened to the last, like, year being isolated. It's just such a... I went through a Creed phase. <laughs> You're admitting that? Grant's, Fuck yeah, I am. Grant's going to listen to this and be like, what the hell did I go on? I used to listen to Creed <laughs> all the time before hockey games. <laughs> Don't tell anybody else that. And we're just getting insane. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you win a national championship? Can you take me That is a good song. That no, is, it's not. That is a good song. So I one was, good song by Creed. I didn't know that they played like a halftime show at like one of the NFC or AFC championship games yep. in the NFL. Like when that song, when they were like huge, it is so fucking bad. Is it's it? guys like on silks, like flying through oh, the yeah, air. Oh yeah, it's fucking terrible. It's like it's singing, "Can you take me higher?" Yeah, and so singing, weird. "My sacrifice." It's like, oh, here's a WWE return video. Like good. Let's go there. I never pick anybody good to do stuff. Sometimes Scott Stapp. Put a legend. Like, I'm sorry. That dude lost his mind. Yeah, he did. Who? The lead singer of Creed, like, went crazy. Well, he sounded crazy. Let's go there. It's almost as bad as Kings of Leon. Well, shut your fucking mouth. They sound kind of the same. No, they don't, they don't. Don't even. Don't even. They have the same quality voice. God, I, no. miss, I miss Corey. Kings of Leon is a panty dropper, and that's fucking final. Oh, who you think you are? Caleb Followell has the voice of an angel. That's what happens when we get a girl on our show. Oh, I've been on the show for months, months. God. Yeah, look what happened. <laughs> look at what happened. Yeah, I mean, come on, Summer. God damn it, Summer. God, I hate you both. God damn it, Katie. <laughs> oh jeez. Oh jeez, Katie. Is it my turn? Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, my next song is by Jay Boog. No, that's mine. Seriously? Yeah. All right, fine. I you can have that one. I will search for a song then to pick. I realize I picked six songs anyways. Oh, sorry. Okay, so just say your next song. No, I already like didn't say the one that you were gonna say because okay. I had six. Because you said Taco Tuesday. Okay, so I have to go find one now. Okay, just say it so it doesn't go out okay, of order. My next song is Fire and Bone by The Killers. I got fire and bone. He's so weird. Did they release like a whole new album yet or something? Not yet. It, it oh. comes out on the same day as 1975. Oh, jeez. Which is next week. Wow. I know. I can't wait. What a music day. No shit. But I, I'm sorry, Killers. I'm probably not going to listen to your album for like a week. Oh, you will. You know what tonight was? I'm throwing caution. You know what tonight was supposed to be? 1975. Mm-hmm. That's supposed to be tonight? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's going to be my birthday wow, present wow. to myself and it never happened. Wow, thanks for bringing that up. Um, But they released a song. We were flowing so good. Now, not anymore. I get better, things get worse. It's true. (laughs) Fuck it. Can you go die again? (laughs) No! (laughs) I tried, it doesn't work. (laughs) Oh my god. 
I was in the hospital right when coronavirus got big, and they were like, no, nah, you're good, man. Get out of here. I was like, fuck, all right. <laughs> oh, fuck me. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, bud. Oh, sorry there. Oh, pardon me. Did it mean to get you uh, all hyped <laughs> up over me. there? Just trying to get out of here. Just, uh, you know, I was trying to get better, but then I realized that uh, everything gets worse when I get better. It's so. worse, so I'm just writing it up. All right, so fuck me, right? Hey, all right, bye. All right, my, my next <laughs> song, Weirdos, is Let's Do It Again by Jay, how do you say his name? Boog? That's B-O-O-G, so I'm assuming. Boog. Boog. Why does he sound familiar? Nice to nice to know you, let's do it again. It's a fucking great song, actually. Makes me want to be on a Peyton beach. Royce. That's the one I do all the TikToks to? Maybe. Yep, fuck him. Fuck that song. <laughs> is that song big on TikTok right yep. now? Yep. Is it really? Yep. Why is that song so big on TikTok? That song's like... TikTok songs. That song's 10 years old. I don't know. Mm. It's weird. It's a great song, too. I've heard it on Peyton Royce's TikTok, so that makes so sense. I hate these people that... I think that Meg the Stallion stole basically the Freak-A-Leak beat. These stupid youngsters are I like, think this is so good. I'm like, that's freakly, bitch. <laughs> that's Petey motherfucking Pablo. I think you were on TikTok just a little too long. No, I just go through Instagram and all those WWE chicks are posting their Instagrams. It's like, God, you're hot, but you just look like an idiot. <laughs> I'm sorry. Even Mandy Sex, I'm just like, I, ah, just stand still. <laughs> such an idiot <laughs> what you just don't like tiktok i don't, <laughs> I don't. I hate it. <laughs> fucking hate it hate it so much so boy during quarantine made a tiktok video good boy fuck off <laughs> fuck off read a book i don't know it's so my pick yes <laughs> All right. uh my pick i sent you this song the other week is by teddy swims a little song called picky Kind of sounded like Bruno Mars. Where'd you hear it? TikTok? No, it was on Why Facebook. Why would you bring that up again? We just got off it. <laughs> I swear to God, TikTok is... <laughs> it's like, sounds like a Bruno Mars song. It's pretty good. It's just this big... If you took Action Bronson but made him... It was the guy was... And you were like, is that Action Bronson? Or I oh, yeah. thought you saw him on whatever. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. It's just one of those weird southern dudes with a gravely voice. I'm going to get... I'm going to ask Dugan to come on the show next week. And I'm going to say, hey, ask Stoutsy about TikTok. Let's just watch the madness unfold. Does he like TikTok? I don't, I don't think so. I'm just, I just want him to bring it up and just watch you just explode in his face. Why'd you bring it up, Dugan? The fuck is wrong with you? First the Sandlot, now this. I like the other network better. <laughs> oh, and hey, shout out to Quag for the new theme song. Yeah, uh, thanks, Quag. Fucking awesome. And please go check out his podcast. Poodcast. It's Poodcast. His Poodcast is called, give me a second so I can pull it up. But That's not what it's called, but... <laughs> Should we do a ratings war with our previous people every week? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Be sure to go check out Quaid's, Quaig's uh, podcast called Quaig's Very Original Arts and Entertainment Poodcast. <laughs> That's the whole name of the podcast. <laughs> uh, he puts out a new episode, I think, once a month, the first Friday of every month. So go check it out it's actually very entertaining i was cracking up at like well quake is funny the way he's a, he's a witty little guy yeah the way he describes movies especially like the first episode he does he describes like the top three best movies from the last decade so he does the top three best movies from each year of the last decade and it goes on for like 20 minutes his explanations for the movies are fucking hysterical he goes um <laughs> what, what movie was he goes yeah nobody said a word after Avengers Endgame. But nobody else said we're after Black Klansman either. Two totally separate, different reasons. 
Did you say that one? There's one fucking loser on the internet. Uh, JCD. Post no. Might as well have been. Posted a video. It's like, did anybody else catch this during the end of Endgame when fucking like they show Captain America's shield broken and then it shows everybody coming in through the portals and Captain America's standing there but his shield's not broken but then it is broken right after. Like, <laughs> looking at it and everybody's like, you're the fucking worst guy in the world. I think yeah, buddy, fucking get out of here. Nobody cares. That scene was too good. I mean, look at that shield in place. Fucking loser. Go on TikTok. What was we? What, we were just watching something where it was blatantly obvious, though, that it was like Batman. What the the string? Yeah, yeah. No, the, was it Batman? Yeah. Oh yeah, it was Batman. So when he's like in the like original like nineteen eighty nine Batman, mm-hmm. Jack Nicholson, Batman's flying like like using his cape to fly, but you see the string like the cable. Ah <laughs> 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 oh, fuck it, it's nineteen eighty nine. Right. Right. Everything else was pretty good, though. I just watched actually. I just watched the YouTube video of like somebody being like, "Everything wrong with 1989 Batman," and it's like, "Dude, it came out in 1989, you yeah, piece bro. of shit." <laughs> I thought even for I wouldn't have guessed it was put out in 1989. It's very well done. It's Tim Burton, well man. Done. I like the second one though better. It's debatable. I, I, I like lot, them both. I just it's pretty, really enjoyed like, the second one. It's pretty like even like I mean between like people like. Like, which ones they like better. Is it my turn? Uh, yeah. <laughs> my next, speaking of Batman, since I just picked it, my next song is from the 1989 Batman soundtrack by Prince, Electric Chair, because that song is just badass. Nice. Prince has, like, a kick-ass guitar solo in that song. And if you've never seen his SNL performance of that song, I highly recommend it, because he just goes fucking nuts on the guitar. He every, live, every live performance that guy does. Right. It's just phenomenal. We just watched uh, like Jimmy Fallon talk about the 40th anniversary of the SNL. party. The party. Yeah. They oh, made yeah. Prince get up on stage. And it's like all these celebrities are there, but they're all just so like, holy shit, that's Prince. Prince yeah. And the song "Let's Go Crazy." You know, he's like dearly beloved in the very mm-hmm. beginning. He's like dearly inebriated. <laughs> <laughs> and when Jimmy Fallon's talking about it the next day on his show, he's like. Looks hungover. Oh, he he's looks hungover rough as shit. fuck. Yeah. He's, like, he's like, there's Chris Rock. Here's Jerry Seinfeld. Here's this person. He's like, oh my god, all the people I do bits on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good old J-Fell. Alright, my next song is SOS by ABBA. Nice. Yeah. Fozzie does a kick-ass cover of that song. Well, when we were listening to the original, I was like, who is this? I was like, is this the original? And he's like, you know how you know the song, right? Oh yeah, it's Fozzy. Yeah, Le Champion does a great cover of it. It's a great song around all around though. So how about the same people that sing? Uh, yes. Dancing Queen. Yep. Okay. I almost said so saw the sign, but that's it. It's a great song. Great dancing song. Queen's a great song. Let's be honest. Abba is just song great. Like, like when Abba. that song comes on, you're just like, God, this is just a fucking good song. Abba. <laughs> 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 I feel like that's just how you say it. Abba. Oh, that me. Abba. Abba. Who sings this song? Abba. And here's Dancing Queen by Abba. <laughs> Abba, Abba, actually. And the Grammy goes to Abba. Abba. <sighs> Who sings your song? Uh, is this my fourth one? No, I think this is the last one. No, it, oh, it's, it's fourth. fourth. I didn't come. Well, how come I have? You're the worst. I have five. 
This is number five for you. Do you know how to count? Yeah, I've said all mine. Except for one. One, two, three. Yeah, I totally have two more left. Let me see your phone. Let me see. Let me see. That's five. You did not say that last one, you idiot. I... yeah, this is four. This is still four. Yeah. Okay, Jim, uh, you yeah. I just said my fourth My one. pick? Okay. Jesus. Uh, I have a feeling maybe you're... My pick, Katie! But, I can't uh, count! Um, Tyler, the Creator, Earthquake. You guys picked that yet? That's a good song. I and may have, picked it like, yet. weeks ago, but yeah. it's a good song. Really good song. There's a really good uh, remix that Tyler, the Creator just put out. Like, it's called... I forget what the name it's called, but it's just so unique. And it's fucking great. And I, He's awesome. Fuck, I gotta look it up. Tyler Crater is great. I'm glad people kind of got off his back and just let him do what he does. Right. Just be him. Um, it is called Automatic Driver by La Rue's. Is that how you pronounce it? R-O-U-X. La Rue. La Rue. Uh, by La Rue and Tyler the Creator. Called Automatic Driver. The, rem- the Tyler the Creator remix is just huh. out of this world, like, unique. It's awesome. He's super smart. Mm-hmm. Yes, he is. It's a great song. Uh, my next song this week, uh, it's going to be the song of the week, and we'll hear it right after the songs of the week, by La Casa Music Group called The Blackout. Our boys, good old St. Louis boys over here, giving us some music. It's just a good song. You'll hear it in a second. I don't want to give too much away, because I just want you all to hear it. It's fantastic. Right. Oh, you haven't heard it either? Oh, you I have heard, heard it. it. Uh, that's why you decided it's fantastic. Oh <laughs> I think it features... Uh, I gotta look up the email now. <laughs> I'm not ready on this shit, man. La Casa Music Group featuring D. Ferg, LB Cool, and Smooth Life. So, yeah. definitely kick-ass song. Kick-ass song. I'm excited. Alright, now my fifth song, sorry, is Fucking Problems by ASAP Rocky, which is old. <laughs> Shut up, I love the song. Okay, now it's time for my fifth song. Shut up, Stout. It's not that it's a bad song. I just wasn't expecting. All well, it's all right. My fifth song is "Fucking Problems" by ASAP Rocky. Yeah. You go from ABBA to ASAP Rocky. Yeah. Oh my Nothing god, you're ridiculous. I'm entertaining though. Jeez, figure it out. <laughs> figure it out. My fifth song. Yes, sir. <sighs> Sorry, I'm not prepared at all, so I'm just going through everything that I have. Figure <laughs> it out. Shut up. You're a mess. I already said it. Uh, so my fifth song is gonna be. Oh, this is a good song. It's from. You ever watch Teen Titans Go? I have not. I know what Teen it is. Teen Titans though. Go, the movie. Oh my god, such a good, uh, such a good movie. This is a song called "The Night Begins to Shine" by B E R on uh, Spotify. It's like a fucking eighty song. It's so I'm just gonna play a little bit of it. I'll put it up to the. I am. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good you judged me it's so good it's so good i think it's in either teen titans go to the movies or teen titans first teen Titans. no it's teen titans go to the movie no it's teen titans, first teen titans go. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you oh my god it's such a good it comes out of nowhere it's he has ultra clients katie you, wow he doesn't asshole. have he doesn't have ultra clients i love the home alone 32 you Get that was like three years ago. People don't forget. <laughs> People don't forget. Just go piss your pants again, Evan. So good. It's such a good 80s song. 
My fifth and final song of the week is by the 1975 song called Guys. I don't know if I like it yet. I I'm like, the same. I'm so indifferent about it right I, now. I, 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 laugh, I laugh at it. Like, I think it's it's hilarious. It's a love song to his band. Yeah, it's it's a good song, but I don't, mm-hmm. I haven't, it hasn't hit me yet. Right. Which happens a lot with them. Yeah. Also, the album has 22 songs, so there's probably going to be a few where I'm like, oh, right. I'm not going to be like a Well, I like, like what they've done, though, because we haven't heard, like, the other songs that are on the album, they haven't been, like, leaked or, like, played live yet. So, like, the songs that we have heard, like, Jesus Christ 2005, God Bless America, is actually, like, a really old B-side to, yeah. like, the first album. So, like, I've heard that. Too Shy and Guys, like, we heard on, like, the live stuff. So, mm-hmm. like, the next next week we're going to hear so many new songs by 1975. Can't wait. There's a song he has. Do we have, like to, his... redo, do we have to redo our episode now? <laughs> the whole 1975 one? <laughs> I think you should limit yourselves. There's a uh, song with his dad on it, apparently. Really? I'm kind of intrigued to see what that's about. Is his dad a musical guy? I think. I think they were like writers or some shit. Mm-mm. I was missing the guys. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. I just can't get over if you're too shy. That's my favorite right Dude, now. Dude, that's, I mean, that might be my all-time favorite. 1975 you put a saxophone song. in a song and I fucking I come. F- time out. Time out. Time out. <laughs> oh my God, I'm so happy you're back. I'm so happy you're back. Do you hate the saxophone? I hate yes. the saxophone. What the Kate- fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Are you stupid? Katie hates it. I so do. I love it. It's my, like my favorite instrument. It's like my favorite instrument. Katie I, hates it. it. When you get a good sax solo and it doesn't make you want to no, move? No. No. Oh. So you're telling me you don't want to dance to Too Shy when that comes on. Fun Police, you suck. <laughs> fuck you. What a horrible take. What Terrible you, take. It's just as bad as Keith and Dugan's take on the Sandlot and I'll give you, Ducks. I'll, I'll step back a bit. Why don't you like this? I've just never liked it. It's been okay. And then when I lived in Sular, there's a homeless guy that would be right outside my apartment for, like, weeks. That'd be and great. Then he was playing the sex I'd be so happy. Play, like, yeah. play, he'd play for Kill hours, it. and he would play the same song. For, uh, he only was played, it the Simpsons theme song? I can't even remember what song it fucking was. I blocked it out. What's that song? Yes, <laughs> what it was! I swear to fucking God! It's the Simpsons theme song. Yeah, it's, no, no, no. It's no, by, Oh yes! Yep, that's what it was. That's what it was. That's the song that. Never like. gonna give you up. Got no rhythm. That song. Yep. <laughs> that's the song. Look how we mumbled the parts. <laughs> I can see how that could get annoying. But. For hours, and it was the same song, and he'd disappear for a couple weeks, and then he'd be back for a couple weeks. Oh, so he gave you some time off. Oh, fuck. It was years worth of this shit. Yeah, it was that's terrible. Diff- that's different. And you can't go out and yell at him because he's homeless. You feel bad. You could have bought your own sax and joined him. Sergio. Could have had some sax. Speaking oh. of, one of the best digital shorts of all time is John Hamm playing. Like, he'll just bust through a wall and just playing the saxophone, like, humping the air. And he'll turn to the camera and just go, Sergio. And then it cuts to the next scene. I mean, I mean, I guess I get why, but still... And like every 1975 song, there's a sax. There's a build up to I it. I don't like. You hear it in the background. I don't like the song because of the sax. And you're just like hard out. You're just at like peace. Yeah, hard out. Um, uh, the sincerity of scary heaven. Yeah, it does. Um, <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> the, uh, does the sound? No. Um, Ooh, what else? Another does? good one. He plays. If a... I believe. I think there's a sax. Oh yeah, there. there is for sure. Oh my god, you're. 
You're an idiot. I hate you both. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I go spill What's some more, Did spill you some spill more drink your, on yourself. You, idiot. <laughs> you have a hole in your lip. Oh, it just turned. We're not turning around. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck no. Well, for those, since it's a podcast, um, Jim was taking a drink of his water because he can't drink right now because he's a fucking loser who shits himself. Um, <laughs> is that too far? No. <laughs> Katie just gave me a look. <laughs> God, you know who I am. <laughs> She's giving me a look like, oh my god. But anyway, he was drinking water like a little bitch, and then it just spilled all over him. I was trying to say fuck you back, and I had a mouthful of water. Right. So maybe don't don't what, try to, to shit to talk. This? No. You're not. You're making me so mad right now. Oh, <laughs> fuck, man. I had something I was going to ask you guys now, but we got off topic with that saxophone shit. Well, anyway, go check out our playlist, uh, Offended Presents Songs of the Week, exclusively on Spotify. Go check it out. It features a lot of saxophone usage. Coach says no sax on game day. Brent Shannon. Is that a real thing? It's a myth. It was uh, like an old video. Like ES- <laughs> like when hockey was on ESPN, Gary Thorne was interviewing Brendan Shanahan when he was playing with the Blues. And they handed him a saxophone. And he's like, oh, we heard you can play the saxophone because Shanahan would always just fuck with reporters. So they actually handed him a saxophone, and he goes, ah, I would play, but Coach says no sax on game day. And the whole, like, production crew just starts starts cracking up. It's like, I would, because I can, but I can't. <laughs> Shanahan's hilarious. And they're like, so we heard you ran with the Bulls. He's like, yeah, I ran with the Bulls, but it was like two or three weeks early, so, you know, I didn't get hurt or anything like that. <laughs> anyway. All right, time for the song of the week. But first, before we get into that, let's hear a quick word from our boys, our network, our network brothers, the guys that run the network, Dugan, Dugs, Keith, Grifford. We just ruined it. Wow. Way to ruin it. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back, Stout. (laughs) Anyway, let's hear a quick word from Anything But Credible, Anything But Credible podcast. I got to get used to this. I got to get used to this. Gotta get used to it. Well, hello there. Dukes, Keith, and Griff here from the Anything But Credible Podcast, a.k.a. the ABC Pod. Fellas? Holla. Oh, hello. We're here to let you know that you could be possibly missing out on the best podcast ever created, aside from the Offended Podcast, of course, and you don't want to be missing that. Now, what makes us the best? Griff? Uh, yeah. Great. Keith? Uh, exactly. Look, I'll keep it really simple for you. Crazy people, crazy news, crazy theories, crazy uncredible. That's right. We made that word up. Griff, Keith, say something crazy for me. Quarter Russia wants society. you to believe in Finland. real. Nice. Look, you can find us just about anywhere that you get your podcasts, especially Apple Podcasts. Also, don't forget to hit us up on Facebook at ABC Pod. That's ABC POD. Twitter at underscore ABC Pod and Instagram at ABC Podcast. Check in with us for a new episode every Monday and join the conspiracy to commit stupid. We will see you then and shout out to the offended podcast. Adios. Later, guys. Like you more than a friend. Ladies and gentlemen, La Casa Music Group. In the party is the place to be Where they live and young Acting wild and free But they buy the ball But they ain't nothing cheap She came with you But she live with me So everybody get about to see Put your hands up On my eyes and see Five to the beat And sing the melodies uh. Give me some more And keep the party going Going, going, going on Just keep the vibes Blowing, blowing, blowing Like a star To the end of the night We going, 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 going Music louder about to go down, run the club, run the stage, like we know how. Everybody getting live on the dance floor. 
Like his girls going wild on the dance floor Feel the beat vibrating All the sexy ladies with the booties gyrating Haters gon' hate city mind violating Cause we party up, we wanna ain't no time for no faking I said let's take a toast to the good life Cause we did what they said that they couldn't And that's good, right? We ain't living how we should, right? Gotta work in the morning so I want to have a good night I tell the guy come party with me Let me take you to XC, uh I show you the world but tonight you be On the floor black out with me Now let's get some more And keep the party going, 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 going Blackout by La Casa Music Group featuring, let's get this back again, The Blackout featuring D-Ferg, LB Cool, and Smooth Life. You can go get that on Spotify, wherever you get music, really. It's on. It's everywhere. The song's good. The song's awesome. I like it, I like it a lot. Uh, might song, be a future WrestleMania song. You never might know. be a future WrestleMania song. Fuck. Uh, the song is produced, uh, both songs are by La Casa Music Group and produced by Red G and Jay College. Jay College is my boy. That's my boy. It's my favorite. I would do anything for that guy. I love that guy. Um, But yeah, go check him out. La Casa Music Group at www.lacasamusicgroup.com and on Facebook at facebook.com slash La Casa Music Group. Uh, Music is spelled with a K, not a C, bitch. Anyway, let's get into it. The moment you've all been waiting for. Five-time Stanley Cup champion, NHL Hall of Famer. Let's get into our interview. Here's our interview with Grant Fuhr. All right, we now welcome on a five-time Stanley Cup champion, six-time NHL All-Star, Vesna Trophy winner, Jennings winner with Dominic Hasek, uh, NHL Hall of Famer, Grant Fuhr. Welcome to the show, Grant. Thank you for coming on. Yep. Hey, thanks for having me. The long list. That means I'm getting old. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, 
how does it feel to just be like an NHL, just knowing that you're an NHL legend? Like, you know what? It's not a bad thing to have played in the NHL. I'll give you that. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> how's, uh, how, how's your quarantine going? Is everything, everything going well? Uh, you know what? It's not bad all in all considered. It's kind of boring, but golf courses are open here in California. So at least I can play golf. You <laughs> that, you know what? That's a perfect, uh, intro into a, a little fun question I have for you. I know you're a big golfer. I love golf myself. Are there any big okay. celebrities you got to play golf with that, that maybe were your favorite or maybe who was the best celebrity you got to play golf with? The best celebrity I played with was probably Rick Roden. Okay. Rick Roden, okay. Well, most consistent of the group anyway. I'm lucky enough. I've got to play with a lot of good ones. So yeah, uh, what about any any hockey players that, that were, were the best out there on the course? Uh, Brett Hall's awfully good. Danny Quinn's good. Mario's good. Yeah. Was Brett Hall sober when you were playing golf with him? He was. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, do you want to ask the other? Uh, yeah, I'll ask you just a simple question. Tim Hortons or Dunkin' Donuts? Oh, easy. Tim Hortons. Thank They – <laughs> they put a Tim Hortons in St. Louis grant. It was here for a couple of years and then some business stuff happened and they took it out. And I love Tim Hortons. I, I grew up playing uh, youth hockey here in St. Louis and got to travel up north and uh, Canada, Detroit and stuff. And it was, I always wanted to go to Tim Hortons. I had to get Tim bits, the apple fritter Tim bits. And they, they, they oh, no, I st- St. Louis. When I head home to Canada, that's my first stop usually in the airport. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we saw Tim Hortons here. Oh, I love Tim Hortons. Um, my question is, uh, do you have a favorite movie, and what is it? Uh, I'm a horror movie fanatic, so if I go back far enough, probably The Exorcist is one of my favorites. Well, okay. All right. Nice. Yeah, movie. What we watched the other night? I watched the original Psycho the other night, the original Birds, so. Classic. Oh. Alfred Hitchcock. All right. Oh, yeah. I like all the classic horror movies. Nice. Nice. Awesome. Did you see the Halloween uh, remake by any chance? I did. Did you like it? I did. Actually, they've been running. They've been running all the Halloween movies here <laughs> for the last week or so. So you get to see three or four a night. Awesome. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Uh, and uh, last, uh, just kind of icebreaker here. Uh, do you have like a favorite artist or like a go-to album that you like to listen to all the time? No, I kind of jump around from R&B to rock and roll to. Every now and then I'll sprinkle in a little bit of country. So I kind of cover all the different genres. Nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, let's get into some uh, hockey questions. So we just rattled off some of your records. Uh, a one that stands out to me is the year you had 14 assists. Now, uh, we, you know, we both watched the, uh, the documentary making of Coco. And uh, Wayne Gretzky in there said, you used to not be too good of a stick handler until about the 83-84 season where you got those 14 assists. Uh, and then he went on to say that you actually became one of the best goaltenders at seeing the ice. And Wayne himself has been known as someone who saw the ice well, saw the play before it even happened. Did, did he have any, uh, I imagine he did, but any input in helping you become a better stick handling goalie and, and to see the ice and, and to make those plays to, you know, get those points into that offensive mindset that the Oilers had back then where, you know, they didn't need that defense because they had Grant Pure back there. So I'm just curious, did, did Wayne, help you in any way see uh, see the ice better? You know what? Between all the guys I played with, because our team was so offensive and the coaches, they made me a better puck handler because that was part of our offense. 
Right. I mean, when I first when I first turned pro, I was a horrible puck handler. I didn't yeah. <laughs> didn't worry about where you put the puck or anything. You're just worried about stopping it. So as I got a little older, a little more mature, you also learned to handle the puck, to take pressure off your defenseman. So all of it was part of my learning experience. Yeah. Uh, when you got into the league, uh, knowing that you were going to play with Wayne Gretzky, was Wayne Gretzky at the time like known as like the greatest hockey player like in the world? And how was that like? going to play with Gretzky as a teammate. It was awesome. He, he was the first person I met as an oiler. So he was down at the draft when I got drafted. And you knew how good he was until you got to see him every day. You didn't realize exactly how good he was. Right. So that was <laughs> the fun part. It's getting to play with those guys every day. You get to read. I played with five or six of the best players in the world. So yeah. Wayne Messier. I mean, Gary Curry, Glenn Anderson, Paul yeah. Coffey. Jeez. What a team, man. That's crazy. Um, so another question I have you in the eighties, I mean, you were known as, as the best goaltender out there. And then, um, as the nineties started, you know, a lot of people know you, you went through some adversity, um, early on in the nineties, um, on and off the ice and you kind of bounced around team to team. Um, and then you came to the blues and kind of had a resurgence there. Um, I just kind of curious what, what, what was the cause of that resurgence and did uh did maybe the growth of some some of those goalies coming up you know whether there's Patrick Wall, Martin Brodeur, Belfort, Dominic Hasek who you got to play with did those guys being so good also help you want to go hey I need to go but I need to be that Grant Fuhrer that you know I can still be that good goalie you know well I played Edmonton I had Andy Moog with me I had Billy Ranford with me so I had good partners all the way along which forced you to be better and when I get traded to Buffalo, Dom was in Buffalo already. Yeah. So playing with Dom and such, I had a meeting with John Muckler one day when contract was coming up. And he said, well, you could stay here long-term, but you might end up being a backup where I can trade you somewhere where maybe you could be a starter again if that's what you want. And one of those, you kind of look at yourself and I wasn't ready to be a backup. So they traded me to LA where I could get my feet underneath me again. And that summer I signed in St. Louis. How, uh, so Dominic Koshik was one of my favorite goalies growing up because he wore the different mask. Uh, I don't know why that just got my attention. <laughs> and, and I just, I mean, and you know how, how good he was as a goalie. When you got to play with him that year, you guys uh, combined for the, uh, the, Jennings trophy. the Jennings trophy. Did you know how good he was going to be? Oh yeah. I get to play against him in the Canada cup. Yeah. So I, I'd had a chance to see Dom play already. And had played against him. So I knew how good he was. And you watched when he played in Chicago, when he did get to play, how good he was. Yeah. So one, it was surprising. Chicago let him go to go to Buffalo. And once I got to Buffalo, you knew how good Dom was. It was just a matter of him getting an opportunity. Yeah. So I, I guess you kind of maybe then saw the writing on the wall that, hey, Buffalo's going to go with Dom. And, you know, you, you like you said, you weren't, you didn't, you didn't want to be the backup. You wanted to, you know, still be that number one guy. No, we still had it in our heart that we wanted to be a number one guy. So possibly being a backup or having a chance to be the guy again, it was an easy decision for me. Yeah, right. Definitely. Right. Um, so us here in St. Louis, we finally got to feel what it feels like to win a Stanley Cup. Finally. Uh, what were your it's emotions? Yeah, you know, it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, what were your emotions on winning your first Stanley Cup or even like the second Stanley Cup? Because you got to actually play the games of the second Stanley Cup. Oh, you know what? There's no better feeling in the world. I mean, I think that's the big thing. And a lot of times when you're playing, you don't actually take the time to enjoy it. 
because you're pushing yourself through the season. You finally win. And you don't think you enjoy it as much as you could or should. Right. I mean, trust me, we definitely enjoyed it, though. <laughs> you look at Holly. Holly's kind of my era of players. We enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, well speaking of Holly, do you have any, like, Brett Hall stories you can share with us? You know what the great thing about when I got to St. Louis was? I spent a lot of time hanging out with Holly. A lot of the time away from the rink respect with Brad at his house and just getting used to St. Louis, getting to know everybody in St. Louis. So Brett made my stay in St. Louis real comfortable right out of the gate. Perfect. That's, that's awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. Leave it to Holly to jump in, right? Yeah. <laughs> we know he enjoyed himself during the cup run last year. <laughs> Maybe just a little. I think everybody knows he enjoyed himself pretty good. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's old school hockey. Uh, you know, we were talking about, you know, you played uh, – the you've, you've kind of been a part of some goalie tandems um, that, you know, now I think we're, we're starting to see more uh, teams kind of go to that two-goalie system to get you through a season. You know, you were a guy that played a record 79 games, 72. You played 76 consecutively here. Um, but, but when you did play, how, how important was it, especially that first Stanley Cup, you were a backup goalie. How important is that backup goalie? to a team, even if they don't play that much. I mean, we saw it here where Jake Allen was the number one guy for a while until, you know, Jordan Bennington came along. And, and Jake Allen kind of had to face some adversity with fans here in St. Louis, but he still needed to be called upon in some games to give Bennington a break. So how important is it, though, for that backup goalie to a team when you're, when, when you're going through a cup run? Well, you know what? In Edmonton, Andy and I played together, and we both play somewhere in the 40-41 game range during the year. And in 83, Andy played most of the playoff games. And then 84, I played most of the playoff games until I wrecked a shoulder. Yes. So you have to have two good goalies just in case. And I think if you have two good goalies, you push each other to be better. And if you're pushing each other, you're better for the team. It makes the team better. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, do you could, no, I was just thinking about, because um, I watched the, your documentary, Making Coco, um, and I saw the hit where uh, – guy came in and kind of when you were out yeah uh, that one hurt a little bit yeah <laughs> uh could you imagine like the uproar now in today's nhl if like that happened to a goaltender like it'd be well you know what back then you, you were fair game if you're out playing the puck right and yeah i was out handling the puck where i shouldn't have been and got caught in a traffic zone but it, there's not a big uproar because one it's a stanley cup final right yeah and believe it or not back then you could actually run into people on a stanley cup final so, yeah, yeah. included. Yeah, I, growing up, I, when I played, uh, I was always the bigger guy in front of the net. So goalies didn't like me very much because I <laughs> kind of played, you know, I'm almost similar. Uh, so the Nick Kiprios incident where he kind of, you know, Pronger gives him a check to the right, but he falls to the left. And you still see that in today's game. And when I talk to people, you know, I only played youth hockey, but I had an old school coach who taught me, if you see the puck, you keep digging until you hear a whistle. And every once in a while, I might, I might take a little bump into the goalie, and he might not like it, and I might end up getting slashed in the back of the knee. And what, what, what are your kind of thoughts on that now in today's game? Or maybe with the goalie interference calls becoming a little more – sometimes I see a goalie interference call, and I'm like, ah, I don't think it should be called. But what's kind of your mindset on, on it now compared to when you – I'm still old school. I mean, when I started, everybody fell on a goalie. That's just the way it is, especially come playoff time. 
you just assume somebody's going to fall on you to whistle. That's just the way it works. It's been that way since I started. It was left that way before I played. And I think you'll still see it happen in the playoffs every once in a while now, only now there's a big uproar about it. Right. Yeah. And, and I yeah, guess. Goalie interference rule, it's got some issues right now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah I totally agree with that. Yeah, because my, my coach always told me, you know, the, those goalies have a lot of padding on. They'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a freak thing that I just happened to have a leg stuck in the wrong area. Yeah, and I, I figure but, there's no, no bad blood between you and uh, Nick Kiprios over that situation. No, I've probably been falling on three or 400 times before that. So, yeah. Yeah. Now with Pronger and uh, Kiprios? <laughs> well, back then, you could, uh, the, the, the players could police the game a little bit more back then. So, right. I, Which I'm still a big fan of. I still think the players should police the game. I, I, I agree with you, too. I, mean, totally agree. I, think, I think the NHL is doing the right thing and, and also trying to take down on head injuries or any bad incidences. But also, I think the game needs to – there's a game within the game that I think the players only understand that there's some things that go that are, they're better off settled on the ice by the players, yeah. you know. Well, here's a theory. Here's a theory from old time hockey. If you want your best players to be your best players, everybody had that one guy that could go whisper to the other team that would allow your best players to play. That's why right. I mean, oh. a big part of Gretz's career. Yeah, it was a big part of our Oilers teams. It was a big part of the teams in Buffalo. We had Robbie Ray there. St. Louis, we had Twister and Chaser. <laughs> so. Yeah, I still think those guys are still a big part of the game. I think so, too. I think that the cool part is, especially here in St. Louis, a guy like uh, Ryan Reeves, who was an enforcer, but as, the, as his career's gone on, he's become more of a skilled guy, too. Well, he um, can play. I mean, yeah. that was the same thing back with our teams in Edmonton. We had Smank, but he could still play. He'd still score 20 goals once in a while. Right, yeah, you know. So, yeah, I think, they're, I think they're still a big part of the game. I, I, Ryan Reeves, a couple of years ago, said I think he sees the game – maybe starting to revert back a little bit to that on ice, you know, the, the self-policing, um, you know, which well, you I know think what it does. Not. It makes the game safer because yeah, nobody yeah. takes liberties with guys. They don't run guys from behind. Mm -hmm. You're not going to cheap shot anybody. It just cleans the game up from a player's perspective. Yeah. Right. Definitely. I think the players would rather police it themselves than the referees and then and having it being like micromanaged. Mm -hmm. and, everything. and then you get cheap shots thrown around by guys because they know they're not going to have to answer that, answer that bell. Like, you know, the old, old time hockey, you know, you knew you had to answer the bell to some of those, that, that tough guy out there. Oh yeah. Would you rather pay a fine or get a punch in the face? <laughs> <laughs> Every team has a good dentist. Now you can get the uh, teeth fixed or not play with them. I mean, look at uh, Alexander Steen. Uh, yeah, Steen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But uh, speaking of like the players policing the game, uh, there was a moment that I remember very vividly from my childhood, and it's a brawl between the Blues and the Red Wings from like '97. It may have been a playoff game. Um, you uh, actually come down the ice and jump on one of the Red Wings players. Uh, I have to laugh at this moment just because of Ken, the Blues announcer Ken Wilson. He gets so excited that you come flying down the ice he's like here comes Fjord here he comes and then you jump in the pile and then within like five seconds he's like get him out of there get him out of there we don't want him hurt we don't want him hurt but um actually I remember that it was Bobby Rouse that I grabbed yeah uh, I was gonna say what was going through your mind most people didn't realize that Bob Rouse and I used to ride to the group together in Toronto we were teammates with Leafs <laughs> Oh, that's great. Uh, that's my, one of my favorite parts about, about hockey is, you know, you, you guys, you know, you get to meet so many different players and you go to different teams, but the second you're on that ice, you, you're not friends. You, you can, I, you know. Your friends till the game starts. Exa right. Exactly. Once, once the game starts, you're enemies for an hour or two. 
Right. Yeah. Then you're back to being friends afterwards. Yep. You can go have a cold beer afterwards. Right. Exactly. That's exactly. Awesome. Uh, you, you got a question? I'm going to be good. Uh, so just kind of this, you, you know, uh, one of the first African-Americans to play hockey first into the, into the hall of fame. Um, you know, being African-American in a predominantly white sport, I'm sure you face some racial adversity. Um, and unfortunately now we still see it in today's game. I'm sure you've maybe seen stories in youth hockey. Um, but, but then you see guys like PK Subban, Ryan Reeves, these guys all over social media trying to help grow the game, reach out to the youth, uh, you know, the African-American youth. Is there anything you would, you would want to say to um, any young African-American kids that are thinking about getting into the game, even though there still is this uncalled for adversity they have to face uh, from people? That, I mean, that's the unfortunate part of society right now is it seems to have turned and gone a little bit backwards. I mean, I was lucky enough growing up in Canada that my first eight, nine years pro, you didn't see any of it. Mm -hmm. So I'm lucky that way. But once I got traded to Buffalo and you started to see it, and you, you just deal with it. Yeah. And I tell young kids now, as long as you believe in yourself, names aren't going to hurt you. You just have to believe in yourself. And you'd like to think that the coaches and parents are far enough progressed in it's 2020. You would think that that would start to go away. Unfortunately, right. there's still some people that won't let it slide and are still that way, but they're in a minority now more than anything. Yeah, definitely. I know here, especially, you know, after the Blues winning the Cup, everybody became a hockey fan in St. Louis. And, you know, we did start to see, you know, especially when Ryan, Ryan Reeves got here, you know, the big tough, you know, tough guy making a name for himself, fighting. Became a fan um, favorite. Became a fan favorite. I know, I know you know, we started to see more of the African-American community start to show up, buy jerseys, get into the game here. Um, and, you know, that's, it's, it's, it's a good thing to see. It's unfortunate that, you know, you get those negatives that come in and kind of make it take a step back. But um, I think guys like P.K. Subban and them are doing a good thing, help, helping, uh, helping grow. The NHL is getting better at it. Their yeah. diversity program starting to expose the game to kids that would not normally get a chance to see the game. And, I think as long as they continue to build on that program, you're going to see more and more kids playing of different races. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, back on the, when you your time here in St. Louis, um, your coach, uh, Mike Keenan at the time, he's pretty well known that a lot of players don't like playing for him, but it seemed like, uh, it seems like uh, you didn't really mind it all too much as, you look at like you played 79 games in one season and for some, they would, some people think that maybe that's too much, but I think you loved it because you got, I enjoyed every minute of it. Right. right. So did, I, uh, I liked playing a lot. I mean, I played 75 in Edmonton one year. I played the 79 there, had the knee rebuilt and played I think 73 the next year. Yeah. Right. So that's I liked a heavy workload. How, how'd you do that? I mean, how, how, Especially back then, because now, you know, they got all the fancy, lancy, athletic training stuff you can do. How did you play 79 games? I feel like that's – do you think that will ever happen again with goalies? I think they're starting to micromanage goalies' time a little bit more, but mm -hmm. it's mind over matter. Right. I mean, if you let yourself – if you talk yourself into being tired, your body's going to follow. If your mind's fresh, your body will follow that also. So it's a, it's a matter of if you're tired some days – Take a practice off. Yeah. I'm sure well, it's a – You want to be sharp, sharp for games. I'm sure it's a uh, it's a pride thing, too. I mean, I'm sure you've seen the movie Miracle. Uh, 
you know, where the goalie, you know, have an interview with Herb Brooks and he's like, that's, that's my net, you know, that's my net. I'm sure, I'm sure that's your mind. That was your mindset too, that, you know, that's, that's, that's my net. I don't want, you know, anybody taking that from me. Well, as a goalie, prepare to play every day. So why not play every day? Right. Yeah. It's just, that's just impressive. Right. 79 games. It's, it's insane. Uh, did you have any issues with Mike Keenan playing or did you enjoy yeah. him as a when, when I first got to St. Louis, we had a little, a little debate. <laughs> I, mean, I, I came in about 10 or 12 pounds heavy, which I did every year I played because you're going to go through training camp. You're going to go through a busy schedule. You've mm. got to have some meat to burn. Right. So I always figured that once you get through training camp, you're going to play your way into shape. And he was of the adage that you should be in shape when you got there. But then now you hit January, February, you get tired. I wasn't going to get tired. I'm just, I'm gearing myself for the playoffs. Right. Yeah, because he, uh, he sent you down to the minors before that season. You went 79 games, right? They shipped me home for a couple of days. Yeah, how, how was that? How did you feel about that? I wasn't happy about it, but at the same time, it's like, if that's what he wants to do, fine. I mean, I just – I had done enough in the league at that point that I wasn't going to argue with him. He's the coach. <laughs> so, it only took a few days before he called to make – see if I'd come back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, well, uh, my coach always told me that goalies are the weirdest players on the team because who wants to stand in front of a puck flying at you at high speeds? So uh, I, I'm just I'm kind of blunting some questions here. So we, we saw with Jordan, ben, Jordan Bennington, the cool hand Luke style of a goalie, the, his point. <laughs> you know it, nothing bothered him he gave his one answer interviews and stuff and people always like man that's a weird goal and I would tell people I go those are the goalies that that win you cups and then you were similar in a way you know the uh, I think Gretz talked about you know if you lit in a goal you took the puck out shot it to center ice no, no emotion so uh I kind of want to get your thoughts on you know what's the mindset of a goalie and maybe just how weird you guys might be <laughs> And then also, um, Jordan Bennington, what were your thoughts on watching that kid do what he did his first year, and do you think it will benefit him, or do you think it might hurt him going forward? Uh, well, goalies in my world, most of us are normal. So, <laughs> but the best thing you can have as a goalie is a short memory. Yep. Hence, hence, you fish the puck out of the net, send it to center, and away you go. Yep. There's nothing you can do after it's gone in, so there's no sense worrying about it. Right. And I think Jordan's got a lot of that mindset to him. So I like the way he played. And yeah, he had a phenomenal first year. The second year is probably going to be a little bit harder for him. Yeah. But I think it bodes well for him long-term because you're going to have some ups and downs in your second year. I had an easy first year. My second year was hard. But he also paid his price in the minors. He played a lot in the minors. Right. Yeah. So yeah, he, and he, he, he's gone through some ups and downs. And I think he's going to be fine. I think so too. I kind of told people I said just this this up this past season, he he might not start off as the Jordan Bennington that we saw in the playoffs, and it, it's it's a long year, and he's about to enter a season where he's probably going to play more games than he's ever played before, and right. and that's not easy to do, and especially the pressure of, I just did this incredible feat of helping a team win a Stanley Cup, make, making those big saves, and and I'm sure you know to to win a cup, you know it's not really how many you lit. you know, you said it's the wins and losses. You can lit in as many goals, but it's those big saves that, that help you, that help you win a game. It is. And he's going to make those saves for him. I mean, that's the great thing. So yeah, yeah he's going to have some up and downs during the regular season, but come playoff time, 
that's where you want them to be solid. Yeah. Right. Um, were you shocked to see the Blues end up becoming Stanley Cup champions last year after being in last place on January 3rd? I can tell you mid-February I was. <laughs> it looked like they were treading water, but I think once Craig Berube took over and they got some belief in themselves, they were the team playing the best hockey going into the playoffs. Right. And it's not always the best team that wins the Stanley Cup. It's the team that's playing the best. Right. And they were definitely the best team going into the playoffs. Oh, exactly. It, it reminded me of when the uh, LA Kings won the Stanley Cup, their first Stanley Cup. They, they kind of snuck in. They had a goaltender that you didn't really hear a lot about of. And then all of a sudden, he's their all-star, and he shines in the playoffs, just kind of like Jordan Biddington did. Yeah, well, they were playing playoff hockey from January on. Right. So for them, they're playing at that level already. So they're way ahead of everybody else. Everybody else is getting their game up to that level. Right, and it's hard to, it's hard to play playoff hockey for those – you know, two two months of playoff hockey. So let alone for the Blues to play playoff hockey from January to to June. Well, yeah, they played a good five months of it. That's so. a lot. Of, that's a lot of wear and tear and on, on the body to to do that. And I kind of have a question. That's a good follow up for this. You know, you can have a team full of Gretzky's. You know, that's the best skilled team. But how much heart does it take to win a Stanley Cup? I always preach that to fans here. I said. You know, we have the Tarasenko's, we got the goal scores, but you gotta have you gotta have the heart to really go all the way and win it. How 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 true do you think that is, especially in your experience winning winning Stanley Cups? Oh, it's very true. You gotta have all the pieces. You've got to have your third and fourth line guys. I mean, your third line guys are gonna be your checkers, they're gonna play important minutes in the playoffs. Your fourth line guys, every shift they have is gonna be important. So you've got to have depth in your team. And St. Louis played a continual game with four lines. Yep. Craig did a good job of rolling four lines over, which allowed them to play at a high tempo the whole time. Yeah, definitely. Because we had, you know, we had a couple injuries. I think Sunquist took an injury. We had a couple or some suspensions. Yeah. And Barube did a, <laughs> yeah, uh, Barube did a fantastic job filling in those roles with 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 the right players. Whether it was a Sammy Blay out there being a wrecking ball, or or you know guys like like that, like you said, it takes yeah, that it takes that depth and that heart to 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 keep the team going and to win games. You know, it's easy to pick out the stars. The key to a good organization is getting those guys that fill the grinding roles. And St. Louis did a good job of that. Yeah. Do, do you think the Blues have a shot at that becoming a dynasty in the next few years? You know, with a salary cap, it's hard to be a dynasty. Right. The more success you have, the more everybody wants. Right. I mean, when we went through our run, Nobody was making any money. So there was, and there was no salary cap. So you didn't have to worry about that sort of thing. Whereas now you've got to fit it under a salary cap. And as you see guys get success, you win cups, all of a sudden salaries go up. Right. You can, you'll get two or three really good years. And then you got to tinker with the team a little bit just because of the numbers. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We're definitely seeing that now with a Petrangelo's contract coming up and, you know, these big contracts getting handed out and it's like, do you, do you give a lot of money to the guy and risk not being able to sign a couple young guys later down the road or not? And it's, it's, it's tough, but. Those are tough decisions. Right. Yeah. Especially when the, when the salary cap's going to stay flat for next year too. So you have, it's going to make it even, it's going to make it even harder next year. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, do you think the NHL is going to restart soon or do you think it's going to get canceled? I keep hearing they're going to restart. <laughs> I mean, I've mixed emotions about it. If it's safe for the guys and everything, 
great. I'd love to see live hockey. There's nothing better than playoff right. hockey. So yeah. From a personal standpoint, I hope they do start up again. Right. And that's kind of a selfish view of it. From a, from a, from a normal standpoint, it's 50-50 as to whether they get started or not again. Whether it's If it's safe for the players, then yes. If mm-hmm. it's not going to be safe for the players and they can't do it properly, then they shouldn't. Right. Right. Yeah. I agree. I personally, I would love to see hockey back just because you get, we're going to hear the players on the ice. And I, I don't know if you're going to have to put it on HBO or something, because you know, the players are just going to say fuck every two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I might come across once. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love it. I think even without fans, I think the NHL, if they were to come back, it, it could work. Especially if you, if you love hockey and you enjoy hockey, you can watch a hockey game without fans. Oh, definitely. Right. You hey, know. Look at how many minor hockey games you go to as a kid. Right. There might yeah. be 10 or 15 parents in the stands. So right. the guys are used to playing with no fans in the building. They've grown up with it. Yeah, especially Florida Panthers players. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like a home game. So where are you at with the game of hockey? Are you, are you involved in any way, youth, youth hockey or camps or, or anything? Or is it something you're trying to get back into? Or where are you at there? It's- it's actually something I'm looking at getting back into. I've spent the last four or five years running a golf course out here in California just for something different to do and relax a little bit, clear the mind. So, yeah, it's definitely something I'm looking forward to getting back into the game again. Would, would, would it be something you want to get back into uh, an NHL role or would you want to do like a goalie, uh, goalie camp or something along those lines? Uh, it'd be fun to be back in the NHL. It'd be fun to be in the American League. I mean, it's just fun to be part of the game. Right, yeah. Right. Yeah, but um, do you have a specific like moment from your NHL career that's like stands out as like your favorite or any? I know there's probably a lot, but do you have like one specific moment? <laughs> I, lots of good memories. I think the best one was probably my first game because I played it in Edmonton in front of friends and family. So every right. kid dreams of being in the NHL, and I got to do it in front of my friends and family. So that's always going to be special. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and. Correct me if I'm wrong, you lost your first NHL game and then went on to win 23 yeah, straight? <laughs> yeah, we got lucky after the first one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's some skill in that. Don't be too humble. Uh, you know what? It was a lot of fun. And yeah, I lost my first one 3-1. So funny how you remember the losses. <laughs> right. <laughs> that um, motivates you. I guess kind of following up uh, what he asked, though, like, no, it's probably a favorite moment. What, what, what's your favorite part of the game? I guess maybe on like more of an emotional side. Is it just being in the locker room, practice, going to practices? Because I know when I stopped playing hockey, I was like, I would do anything for a no-puck practice just to be on the ice. You know what I'm saying? Just, that, a, a bag skate practice. So what, is there an emotional part of the game that maybe that you, that, you know, your love for hockey? You miss it being with the guys. Right. Yeah. I mean, I know when I first retired, the first – couple of weeks you get up and you feel like you should be somewhere <laughs> and you're sitting around you read the paper you have your coffee and now you're sitting there lost because you're not really sure what to do so I got lucky I stepped right into coaching after I retired nice. but that's the biggest thing you miss is being around the guys yeah definitely I, I I'm always talking to my old teammates and man I'd love for a 12-hour bus ride to Canada from St. Louis where it's it's where you build that that chemistry, which I'm sure you can agree with. Where you you build that chemistry to where that gets you to the Stanley Cup and to to, to do great things with your teammates. It is like a big family. Yeah. I mean, and we were brought up in Edmonton that that's the way it was. That was your family, and you treated it that way, and we all did. We still do. Yeah. That's awesome. Do you have any more? 
Any more questions? Um, I got one that just came to me. You, you think the <laughs> Oilers, now with McDavid, you think they'll get back to a dynasty kind of team? You think they're starting to kind of figure out the – I know they had those draft picks that kind of missed some spots to really build the team. But with a guy like Connor McDavid, I mean, I feel like you can't go wrong building that team going forward. I think they're starting to get some chemistry. Yeah. I mean, again, part of winning is you have to have the right chemistry. Yeah. You can have all the talent in the world, if, but if the talent doesn't mesh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So I think they're starting to get the right chemistry where they're making a really good progress going forward. Yeah, so do I. I, I, I want to see a guy like McDavid who is just, you know, I, you think you He's could get that good. I got a question for you. Ten shootout shots, you versus Connor McDavid. How many are you stopping? <laughs> uh, at 58, probably not very many. In, in, okay, in your prime. If I, in my prime, I hope for at least – Stop six out of ten anyway. That's pretty good. That's, yeah, I mean, that's he's, he's a really good player, so that'd be pretty good. It's always a goalie's advantage. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Grant, thank you for coming on our show. Yeah. It's been a pleasure. Uh, it's very humbling for us because, I mean, growing up, I mean, you're one of my all-time favorite goaltenders. I know for – yeah, yeah, I mean, this is, a, this is an honor, honestly. Yeah, I was very nervous coming into this speech. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's my pleasure. Oh, thank you so much. And I mean, if I ever have kids, you know, if I can teach them to be hockey players or whatever, I'm just going to tell them to go watch tapes of you just because you're always smiling. And to me, it's like when teams are having fun and they're always smiling, that's when they're going to win more. It's like, it's just when you're having fun. Well, you know what? That's what makes the game so great is you're supposed to have fun every day. Right. And I swore I'd retire when I stopped having fun and because the body had kind of given up the ghost at the end. The mind was still good, but the body hurt. So right. the fun started to leave. So I got out. But right. for give or take 20 years, I had fun every single day. Yeah. That's, That's what it's all about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. We, we really appreciate you doing this with us. Hopefully, uh, maybe you'll, you'll come visit St. Louis, watch some Blues game. We'll see you around the rink, maybe. Oh, at some point, I'll be back to watch a Blues game or two. <laughs> maybe i'll come out and visit your golf course i was you gonna can, say uh, i want to go play golf hook it up with, <laughs> hook it up with a couple passes <laughs> probably a little warmer here yeah just a little bit just a little bit just yep. a touch right now <laughs> well grant thank you so much for doing this yeah thank you my my pleasure you guys have a good night you, too. you too man that was awesome yeah it was What's up, everybody? Kyle Fauché here to tell you about my brand new podcast, the Going Off Topic podcast brought to you by the Anything But Credible Network. On Going Off Topic, I look at all forms of media from different real and theoretical angles that you don't usually hear about, from movies to TV to music to sports to gaming to anything, really. You never know what the topic will be, but you're guaranteed a new angle and a different conversation about it, that's for sure. You can find Going Off Topic anywhere and everywhere that you get your podcasts. Check out our social media feeds on Facebook, Going Off Topic with Kyle Fauché, on Twitter, going underscore off underscore topic. And don't forget about anythingbutcredible.com, where you can find everything for the pod, including the written blog post. That's right. We're carrying over the Going Off Topic blog to anythingbutcredible.com too. So check it all out there, and I'll catch you on the next topic. All right. That was it. Grant Fuhr. I mean, legend. Legend. What Absolutely. an awesome guy. It was a cool interview. Like you point out, he's always smiling. Right. He's it's always a happy smiling. happy guy, man. He didn't wish you a happy birthday, though. I forgot to tell him to. Whatever. <laughs> it's just crazy, man. It's cool that we got to talk to, like, 
I don't think I really wrapped my head around it till like after we were done. I'm like this guy is literally probably the greatest goaltender I mean, he of was all time. Named one of the hundred greatest players in the NHL, right? In like the hundred years, it's like that's fucking crazy. When the great one Wayne Gretzky says he is the greatest goaltender of all time, I think um, I think I'm gonna go with that opinion. Yeah, and what a call by Gretz when he was here to tell management like, "No, you're always great." And he here. wasn't even playing with us yet. No. I oh, mean, he knew it's tough, dude. He went through all that shit kind of in his prime, those bad '90s years, and then mm-hmm. it's you know that's usually when you see the goalies. You I mean, know, fuck, he won five Stanley yeah, Cups already, and then uh, had those down years, dealt with all that bunch of stuff, and comes to the Blues and plays 76 straight games, and then 73 the next year. Yeah, after an ACL 79 altogether. Jesus, the year before, and then 73 the next year after an ACL and MCL surgery. Wow. I like him. I like that he's still old school hockey. What's that? I like that he's still old school. Oh, hockey. totally. I, I love that he talked about let the game. What I th- really took away from it was what he was like, let the game police itself. Yeah, I totally there's agree a, with that. There's a game within the game that, unless you played the game, you really don't understand. Right. Um, and by the way, speaking of, since we're on the top of hockey, real quick before we get into the later game, um, maybe next week or the following week, we go over our picks and just see where we sat at. I, uh, <laughs> dude, I actually. It's so crazy you said that because the list is still sitting like on this desk by my recliner. Do you, so did you make one? I think I have them written out. All right, because I think I have them written out. But also. that could also be from two years ago. I Correct. have no idea. <laughs> so we just have to find the episode <laughs> where we did it. No idea. I think I said Colorado would finish first in our division. So if that's on the top of my thing, Fuck. then maybe we do a hockey episode. Maybe we do a hockey talks for the Anything But Credible Network next week. I have to. Those things are starting to come back, possibly. Possibly. I mean, Florida was just like, yeah, any sports want to come play? We're open. We're fucking Florida. <laughs> Florida, man. Hey, it's weird. They're having a large decrease in, like, cases and, like, stuff. So it's, like, it's weird. They're the know. ones that have been open, like, the longest. They have reopened, like, the f- first. Oh, my God. I can't. Ass mouth. They were one of the latest to close and the earliest to reopen. Yeah, and they've had a huge, large number of decreases. So it's weird. Nobody knows what's going on anymore. No. Florida doesn't fuck around. It's got- <laughs> Florida doesn't fuck around. My favorite meme, though, during this whole quarantine has to be the Grim Reaper walking up to a guy <laughs> and being like, you said if the Blues win the Stanley Cup, the world can end. Now come with me, bitch. <laughs> He's like, I need, you to have, I need you to have that same energy, my guy. It's so funny. That's one of my favorite memes because, like, two years ago, I was cutting grass with these two guys and we were just having the worst day. You know, like, God, dude, fucking. I'm pretty I'm, sure. You know, I wake up in the morning, you're like, last year, you're like, God, wish I'd rather be dead than do this. And it's like... <laughs> They're at the bus stop, and it's the guy, the Grim Reaper, and he's like, hey, man, earlier you were like, I uh, take me now for something, something. I need you to have that same energy, my guy, because I'm here. It's just <laughs> the funniest fucking thing ever. Well, I'm pretty sure on the episode where oh, the first episode back for you in the cockpit last year was the day after we won the Stanley Cup. Did you spill again? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh. I'm pretty sure on that episode we were like, okay, we can die. We can die happy now. I'm pretty sure both of us were like, we oh, can I'm die. I'm pretty sure you both did. Yep. And I, I almost did. I mean, my one of my favorites, too, uh, if you go back and listen to the Anything But Credible podcast, um, the the first episode after we won the Stanley Cup, I think Dugan's like, has anybody checked on the offended guys yet? Are they, al- <laughs> are they okay? Are they alive? Like, And Griffin's like, I was just with them. They're good. <laughs> they made it. What did I... I made a Facebook post. What was it like? 
the Blues can never win the Stanley Cup again if hockey just comes back. Right. And you're just like, no, bro. <laughs> I was serious, though. I thought that'd be more of a hot take. I thought people would get mad. Nobody really cared. Kind of made me feel stupid. <laughs> you're like, you're when you're They're probably about, like, he's losing it. Ooh, this is going to ruffle some fucking feathers. He's going to lose Sand. It. I think they're just like, he's losing it. One, one hour later. How the fuck do I only have one like? One angry emoji? Fuck all that, man. That cup still pisses me off. Think about me not being able to do anything while it was going on. From a selfish standpoint. You know how many times at Bush Stadium during the playoffs I was like, God, I gotta miss these hockey games to be here. And then I quit. Specifically in case we won a cup. That's why. That's karma. And then what happens? That's karma. I'm dying. <laughs> nice fake-ass Blues fans come out of the woodworks like, we're at the bar. Go. We know Pat Maroon. My God, St. Louis. Oh my God, we went to Oakville. That's where Pat went. Oh my God, I know him. I like a guy that's six foot can joke around and loves hockey. Meh. Tinder. <laughs> Fuck off. Pat was a graduate of 05 at Oakville. I've partied in Oakville. I'm a graduate of 19 at Oakville. I Guess what? Some- I know Pat Maroon! I sucked penis at Oakville. <laughs> And that was people in St. Louis acting like they know Pat Maroon when they don't. I mainly did women. (laughs) Katie Nuck. Do you want to listen to some sax, Katie? No, I don't. Are you going to find it? We're waiting for you. There it is. Yep, that's what he played. Uh, uh. I'm pretty sure this is the song that plays in MacGruber, like every time he has a sex scene in it. It is. But, um. It is. So. Shout out to Quake for the new theme song. Uh, the song is called Through the Bomb and the Wharf. And, um, the song is about Batman running around the city with a bomb. <laughs> so that was his description. He goes, I really want to shoot a music video. With like an Adam, what with a guy dressed up like Adam West, Batman holding oh. a bomb, like just running through like a city like this. And I'm like, I'll, I'll I want to play that Batman. I'll, I'll, I'll do, do it. it. I'll do that Batman. <laughs> so yeah, so thanks, Quag. Um, I was gonna say something else, and I forgot. That's her. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. That happens. That's all right, Ted. So you ready gonna, for the game? We gotta play games. Um, since you're back, sup. We had this great idea. Maybe we'll do it next week or this weekend. I don't know. I don't know what your schedule's like. But um, what idea? We had. I had an idea that I sent him because that one TikTok is so fucking hilarious of the one of the guys being like, "All right, see you later. Love you." Singing Deanna Lewis says, "I love what, you forever." Oh yeah. What did you say? <laughs> love you. <laughs> love you too. <laughs> he starts dancing. That I think it'd be hilarious. I love you. If that like, song is fucking fantastic. Is there a spider on it? I hope not. Uh, I know every word of that song. Katie doesn't know every word to that song, and that's her favorite song. That's She's my like, song. Pee, Sausage and Forever, Seen so Fun, Cats and t- Dogs and it Together. My favorite. I'll be with you. It was my favorite song in second grade, okay? Say you'll never love me forever. Never understand. Well, so playing off that TikTok, I think terrible. it'd be hilarious if, like, I'm in the basement and be like, I just miss Jim. And it cuts to, like, a thing of, like, like how Wol- – you've seen the meme of Wolverine, like, 
in bed, like pe- like petting like the picture. I just come out of that closet. <laughs> <laughs> but it'd be hilarious if like instead of that song, it's time after time. Mm. You're like, oh my chip, you're back. What? <laughs> you sound like my dog. Been here the whole time. <laughs> Wayne, go watch the house. I just bark. <laughs> And Wayne speaks. <laughs> Wayne voices you. <laughs> oh, oh my god. god! These are golden ideas. These are golden <laughs> ideas. This video, I'm promise. I this is my promise to the the offenders listening in. Um, that's right. We call it not Hulkamaniacs. These are the offenders. That's what we call our audience. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Offenders, fucking dork. <laughs> offenders. I, this is my promise to the audience that that video is going to be made within the next like three weeks for sure. That's so funny. Just have him voice me. It's you see the way they're laying right now? Let me take. Oh, hold, on. hold on. I gotta. Hold on. All right. Let's get into the lyric game. Wait, was none of that recorded? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I paused it to take the the cutest picture ever. Oh, I thought all that was. Re- oh wait, was it recording before you paused it? Yeah. Oh, okay. uh, none of the Dave talk was in it. Hi, I'm Dave. Hi, I'm Dave. Hi, I'm Dave. Is that on Spotify? Because I can listen to that song on repeat. Yeah, it's on my playlist. Are you serious? Yeah. I'm Hi, I'm sure Dave. There's such Hi, a good I'm soundtrack Dave. on there. Oh, well, the he's last... actually good. The last episode, though, dude. Fucking. I teared up. I won't lie. I teared up pretty bad. I'm pretty it... sure I have it. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like people only see me as this large. Put, put it closer to the mic. <laughs> But I'm just a normal guy. Hi. Hello. I'm Dave. <laughs> you might know me as Lil Dave. That's when I hear him just go. Hi, I'm Dave. Don't you want to know who I am? Hi, I'm Dave. Do you want to meet the guy behind the guy? Do you want to know what the industry is like? What a strange life I have. Got me tripping like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Dave, you're a rapper? Oh, no, no. Now movements looking like Dave and Dave. Probably because so I don't eat fruits and vegetables. Approached by a aggressive white man on the regular. Uh, I got a record with a neck pillow on my neck because the ergonomic. I'm fidgety. I'm fidgety. I twitch. <laughs> I'm fidgety. I'm being erotic. Yes, I know that I'm a rapper at the end of the day. <laughs> but I think it's time you knew me by my Let's drop the phone. Name. Hi, I'm Dave. Yeah. Hi, I'm Dave. Dave. Who's Dave? Hi, I'm Dave. <laughs> He's so creative. I love it. Hi, I'm Dave. Ah. Is that your first song? It. Did we just spoil the first song of the lyric yeah, game? Yeah, you totally ruined it. So, okay, so how are we playing this lyric game? Um, whoever answers first. Alright. You ready, Satsy? Feels like time after time. Okay. Ready? Time after time. <laughs> Tom DeLong was there, right. <laughs> there is an emo cover of that song. Is there? Uh, Ooh, by I gotta, Seosin. I gotta look, I gotta look it up. Oh, Seosin? Seosin? Yeah, I used to love Seosin in middle school when I was fucking angry at the <laughs> world. Yeah, shout out to Tom DeLong, by the way. Uh, he was right about aliens. Yeah. Everybody fucking, thought he was shit fucking... came out like a year ago, and then it's like, Everybody thought he was crazy for the longest time. Well, he probably is. But, like, everybody thought he was crazy. And he's like, these are real UFOs! Okay? Take off your pants! These are real UFOs! Kai? And then that, what was it, the CIA? What are you talking about? uh, There was these UFO videos that came out, and even, like, the pilots of... One of the lead singers of the uh, Blink-182, Tom DeLonge, was, like, He's been huge in UFOs for like. There's a song called "Aliens Exist" off of like their most popular. That's the album that made Blink One Eight Two, 
Hey mom, there's something in the back room. No, 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 the creatures from above. I know the CIA will suck. When the CIA is on your side. You don't know what it is. <laughs> but he's been like into UFOs for like decades and he's like been like, yeah, no, these fucking UFOs are. More than, most of them are probably real. And then the pilots have even come out and been on podcasts. They're like, yeah, we have no idea what it is. And then finally the CIA is like, well, there's a pandemic going on. I guess we'll say here's UFOs so people don't care. Yeah. and, and there's the, But nobody it's, cares. Everybody's like, yeah, dude, we know. We're but just it, waiting for you to say it. It's the same videos that Tom DeLonge like, yeah. posted like a year ago. Yeah. Everybody so thought he was like, crazy. Holy shit. He was right. Like even like Mark Hoppus and Travis Barker at Blink-182 were like, he's nuts. Yeah. And that's why he's not in the band anymore. And now they're like, oh. He was right. Sorry. <laughs> Whoops. All right, Lyric Game. All right, Lyric Jeez, Game. Jeez, Katie, come on. Take a, take charge. It's like the drunk episode all over again. No, it's not. Because <laughs> we're so hard to rein in. I have no idea what it is to be drunk anymore. I don't, I don't think I'm ever – I'm probably not ever really going to drink at all again, which I'm fine with. But I just don't – I don't – I can't – I don't think I can go through <laughs> with that. I see when everybody was still partying shit before this stuff, I was like, how do you people do this? Dude, I've, I've been drinking a lot. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Ugh. I have, I don't get drunk anymore because I think my tolerance is too high. I, I just know it's like... It, I'm that big of a bro, dog, uh, dude. Like, makes me think I could fucking... I'd probably throw up after one. You'd probably uh, like these. No, I'm not. Not drinking a white <laughs> Never drinking those. All right. You ready? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yes. All right. Sweet yes. apple pie standing in the street. Hands out of line looking for some meat. She take you high. When you feel her sting, she make you fly. And you know you're coming. <laughs> Michelle Silverstein? <laughs> who all need it? Who? Who all need it? You. Who all need it? Who all need it? You all breathe it. We all need it. Are you ready for a good time? Then get ready for the nightline. ACDC, are you ready? Yeah. Damn it. Smackdown. That's, that's the are only. You ready? That's the only good thing about WWE right now is the theme song, the Smackdown. Because I, I hear that song, I'm like I'm ready. Then in Smackdown starts, I'm like oh, it's Smackdown. It. I knew it was a rock. I couldn't. I could. I, for some reason, I was like Guns N' Roses. No. That is such Damn. a good song, though. That is a good song. Are you ready for a good time? Okay, you're ready do, for do, that. Do, 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 do. We were until Vince ruined it. Yeah, <laughs> Roman, Roman, Roman. <laughs> Roman, Brock, Brock, and Roman. <laughs> Goldberg here. Goldberg there. <laughs> Who is next? <laughs> I'm doing this for my son and the kids who have no idea who I am. <laughs> Otis. <laughs> Bruce Pritchard. <laughs> we haven't done a song. We haven't done a song like this in so long. <laughs> it just happened too. Just <laughs> cut my life into pieces. This is my passport. For some reason, we started singing about a passport in one episode. Wilson was just cracking up the whole time. It was a beautiful song. (laughs) We did really well. Damn. All right, so 1-0, Todd. How many of these are we doing? Five? I think I've got seven. One, two, three, four, five, six. She was so mad that, like... That you bailed? Yeah, you bailed on us because you had to poop. I was ready. What are you talking about? This was supposed to be for the 420 episode. Oh, was it? Yeah. I'm so ready. Okay, and then you're like, uh, I'm pooping. So bad. I'm going to be so bad at this. Dude. My memory is I cannot remember stuff to save my life right now. I hold on so nervously to me and my drink. I wish it was cooling me, but so far has not been good. 
the wallflowers. No. One headlight. <laughs> it's been shitty, and I feel awkward as I should. This club has got to be the most pretentious thing. Is this your diary? <laughs> <laughs> this is an easy fucking song. It actually sounds like a diary that you would write. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> Keep going. I don't... Dude, is it Cardinals Day on the MLB Network? Yeah. It's been on all day. Cardinals have been on all day. Focus! Sorry, ADD. I, don't, I haven't been on Adderall in a month because I can't go to the doctor. It's been like four months. It has been. It's been weird, man. It's been a lot of Todd. <laughs> go on. Okay, I'll start from the beginning. I hold on so nervously to me and my drink. I wish it was cooling me, but so far has not been good. It's been shitty, and I feel awkward as I should. This club has got to be the most pretentious thing. Since I thought you and me, well, am I imagining a dark lit place or your place or my place? Is it the 1975? No. That's obviously, I was almost like, these lyrics are so weird. I'm like, Maddie probably. No, you guys know this song. Time after time. Cindy Lauper. I hold on so nervously to me and my drink. I wish it was cooling me. Yeah, say it again. But so far has not been good. It's been shitty, and I feel awkward as I should. Is that the chorus? No. No. Will the chorus give it away? Yes. Give it away in that. Okay, I'll sing the chorus. Or You'll sing? I'll say the chorus, but I won't say the words that give it away. Give it away. Give it away. Well, I'm not blank, but I seem to be struck by you. I want to make you move because you're standing still. If your body matches what your eyes can do, you'll probably move right through me on my way to you. Well, I'm not gay. I hold out for one more drink before I think I'm looking too desperately, but so far has not been fun. Dancing on my own? No. Damn. It's a great song. I'm oh in my the God. corner. Can you say the chorus again? Why'd you say that? Now I'm thinking of that song. <laughs> well, I'm not blank, but I seem to be struck by you. I want to make you move because you're standing still. If your body matches what your eyes can do, oh. you'll probably move right through me on my way to you. Butterfly. <laughs> I have no idea. You do know. Buckcherry? No. Oh! Buckcherry. That's it. What? Oh, it's uh, Finger Eleven. Yeah! yeah. Paralyzer. Yeah! Oh. Hold on, so nervous. I was close with Buckcherry. To me and my drink. You you gave it away to me. Uh. No, I'm not paralyzed, but I seem to be struck by you. All my songs that I sing now are sound. Do I get half a point? Like a third of a point? Every song that I sing now, I try to just sound like Tom DeLonge. I seem to be struck by you. I'm a savage. (laughs) (laughs) It goes right foot up, left foot slide. All right, ready? Basically, I'm saying there's no way you're about to slide. Can't let this one slide. <laughs> Needless to say, I keep her in check. She was a bad, bad. Nevertheless, yeah. Calling it quits now, baby. I'm a wreck, A. Crash at my place, baby. You're a wreck, A. Needless to say, I'm keeping her in check. Oh, she was shit. a bad, bad. Nevertheless. Calling it quits now, baby. I'm a wreck. Crash at my place, baby. You're a wreck. Thinking in a bad way. Oh losing your grip. Screaming at my face, baby, don't trip. Someone took a big L, don't know how that felt. Looking at you sideways, party on tilt. 
Oh, some things you just can't refuse. I don't she want to ride me bikes. I know like a by. cruise, and I'm not trying to lose. It's night seventy-five. No, it's not night seventy-five. A little boozy. Needless <laughs> to say, I keep her in check. She was a bad, bad. Nevertheless, yeah. Calling it quits now, baby. I'm a wreck. A. Eh? Crash at my place, baby. You're a wreck. A. Eh? Needless to say, I'm keeping her in check. She was a bad, bad. Nevertheless, calling it quits now, baby. I'm a wreck. Crash at my place, baby. You're a wreck. Thinking in a bad way, losing your grip, screaming at my face, baby, don't trip. Someone took a big L, don't know how that felt. Looking at you sideways, party on tilt. Is this Todd's diary? No. Oh, some things no, you just can't crash refuse. Crash at my place, baby, you're a wreck. It's, uh, it's, it's, no, it's, it's, yeah, nar- it's you're right. It's Swaley's Sunflower. Yep. Damn it. It's Post Malone, actually. Well, and Swaley. Yeah, but. It's Post Malone's. Fuck! I got the title. Uh, eh, eh, eh. From one of the greatest movies <laughs> ever. It really is. It really is. I think that. I think that's. Aside from The Lion King and maybe Space Jam, I think Spider Man Into the Spider Verse is probably number three for me. That's a fantastic. Movie. Okay. And, and then it beats Aladdin for me. Let's just put that. Yeah. Aladdin's been bumped out of the top three. All all day staring at the ceiling, making friends with shadows on my wall. All night hearing voices telling me that I should get some sleep. Still leave my diary. Because tomorrow might be good for something. Hold on, feeling like I'm headed for a breakdown. Oh. Uh, Ben, three doors down. No, no, Matchbox 20, Ben. It is Matchbox 20, but... 3M. No. Push. It's bent. No. I wanna push you no. around. Well, I will. Well, I will. Oh, it's Rob Thomas and Friends. When I'm gone. When you're gone. No. Damn it. I don't know any other Matchbox 20 socks. Yes, you do. Hold on, feeling like I'm heading for a breakdown, and I don't know why. But I'm not crazy. I'm just a little blank. Unwell. Yep. <laughs> two, two. See, aren't these good ones? They do have a song called Bent, though. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> Man, it's a hot one, like seven inches from the midday sun. Well, I hear you whisper, and the words melt everyone. But you stay cool, my Uniqueta, my Spanish Harlem Melissa. Smooth. Rob Thomas and Santana. Yeah. I saw a meme the other day that had a guy like running, like running, like, oh no, it was Sammy Guevara. It was Sammy Guevara running, and it said the Billboard Top 100s, and. Kenny Omega and Matt Hardy in the cart said Santana smooth. (laughs) (laughs) All right, ready? Lay where you're laying. Don't make a sound. I know they're watching, watching. All the commotion, the kittle like play. Starts on fire, Kings of Leon. Yep. (laughs) Lay where you're laying. (laughs) Hey, where you're laying. Don't make a sound. Don't make a sound. I know they're watching. Ooh. Ooh. 
All right, 3-3. Three, three. This Uh-oh. is the tiebreaker. Game seven. Fuck. Okay. Oh, you're Boston. I let you come in. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Okay. You're Nashville. Lying in my bed. <laughs> Ew. Yeah, bro, that hurt. That hurt. <laughs> the ultimate predator. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking cuck. <laughs> ultimate cuck. Fuck that guy. All right. Remember when we recorded a whole episode and then we just deleted? <laughs> then we just deleted it. You're like it's it? too mean. <laughs> no, we were just like we just need to go to a bar and just. No, we were like, no. yeah, we were like, we don't need to give this guy any attention. Right. That's why we just went to a bar. What time out? Time Ta- out. Time yeah. out. Ta- time out. We'll just bark. Time in. All right. Game seven. Last song. Lying in my bed, I hear the clock tick and think of you. Time after time. Yep. <laughs> Welcome back, Southie. Lying in my bed, I hear Todd's teardrops hit the floor. Because I just came back and won another game. game. <laughs> Three, Three to four. four. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you won the first game. Time damn, for the blockbuster game. Feel? Not good. You know what? It's okay, though. I'll be humble in this. You know, it's just nice to have you back. I needed a dub. It's just nice to have you back on the show. <laughs> Thanks, <bro. laughs> All right, now fuck off. I still don't know which ones. Check. All right, so we're gonna play the blockbuster game on a later date. It's gonna come out actually on a special episode this coming week because we just finished it and it took way too long. That was way too long. It was an hour and a half. I got <laughs> shit on so much. Well, you think every guy is in fucking Mr. and Mrs. Smith except for <laughs> Brad Pitt. How many times did you use Mr. and Mrs. Smith? I don't know if I've ever Yo, actually seen you guys, that movie. When you guys hear the episode, you'll get what we mean. Shia LaBeouf. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. <laughs> well, anyway. Um, yeah, so the Lear game, who won that? You won that, right? Yeah, I won it. You, you won it by whatever. I don't even remember. It was so long ago. Um, no, he definitely to, won But it. to the listener, it'll be like, it just happened, you idiot. Seltzer, you won. Four to three. <laughs> Damn right. Well, anyway, uh, let's get them with that one, two, three finish, boys and girl. Gal, okay. Anybody want to go? Um, I really just want the coronavirus to end. That's my one. And my two is uh, fuck all the Karens out there. I just watched this terrible video of this lady at Red Lobster getting thrown out of oh, Red God, Lobster. What a psycho. She got thrown out of Red Lobster, and I think her name is Kathy Hill. And because she yelled her name, my name's Kathy Hill. And she assaulted a worker there, and the worker grabbed her hair and was about to fucking yeah, that was crazy. throw it out. Did you see it? Yeah. Yeah. I like when the guy like threw off his mask. Like, Let's go. He's like, yeah, I'm fucking down. But yeah, fuck uh, Kathy Hill is my number two. If you're ordering food during coronavirus, you have to fucking understand that it's not going to be the same as it was before. Yeah, losers. Um, and three. <sighs> Thank God for Doritos. Fucking love Doritos. All right. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm with it. <laughs> Why the fuck not? <laughs> I like it. They're getting me through this pandemic, so. so. Uh, <laughs> one chip at a time. <laughs> so random. Okay. Fuck uh, yeah for Doritos. Number one, uh, happy to hop back on for a minute with you guys. Yeah. It's fun. Uh, number two, um, fuck TikTok. Uh,. <laughs> Number three, uh, f- also fuck everybody bitching about their quarantine. They can't make a union. They can't go into the enemy. And they can't see my friends, but I do it over Zoom. Fuck you. I couldn't talk to anybody for fucking months. That's all I gotta say. 
<laughs> so it's actually really funny. I've discovered that Zoom's uh, quality is way better than using Skype. So RIP Skype, because that's Skype. never going to get used ever again. Guys, it's just been like a week, and I just miss my friends so much. <laughs> Fuck off, bro. <laughs> Fuck off. I couldn't even talk to people. I was so sick. But I feel bad for everybody that does get coronavirus. That shit's fucked up. <laughs> I do think people people need to be a little more compassionate towards not just people, but right. people that uh, family members have to deal with bullshit. But all right, check, check, no. check. As the end of the episode, Stoutsy fucks it all up. So glad wow. we invited you back on the fucking uh, podcast. You unplug the mic and Shitty fucks blue up everything. ball equipment. I'll do it again. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway. I agree with what you're saying. Thank you. But anyway. I forget what we're saying. My one, two, three finish. Uh, my number one, fuck electric bikes. Um, <laughs> I forgot. I didn't mean to get to tell. I, I totally meant to tell the story. Um, this past Mother's Day, I was riding a bike and almost died. Um, That's true. I was riding an electric bike going probably like 20, 25 miles an hour on the bike. And then you. Yeah. And I saw, I was waving at my family and be like, look at me. Ha ha ha. And I looked down and just see this giant pothole on the ground. And I was like, it's too late. If I try to swerve out of the way, I'm just going to crash into the concrete, the asphalt. So I need to just go through it and just see what happens. I honestly thought I was going to flip over the bike at first. I mean, you did flip over the bike. Yeah, but I was able to, like, get it over to the grass. And then mm-hmm. I finally just let go of the bike. And I was like, here we go. Tuck and rolled. My body apparently bounced off the ground. It did. I remember, like, flipping, but I don't remember, like, hitting the ground first. Yeah, no, you you flipped, bounced, and bounced again. Got a double bounce in there. I almost died. Like, can you imagine if I went face first and bent my neck backwards? I would have broken my neck. Uh, we had a girl in uh, the I would have broken. I would have broken my neck. In the sixth grade, she flipped over her bike and lost her two front teeth and didn't have two front teeth for the whole year. Her mm. name was Katie Ruckman, and she was. Honestly, thank she was God I did. So mean, but she didn't have two front teeth. So. Honestly, thank God I trained in wrestling because it. I was like muscle memory where I turned my. I knew how to turn my head and like just kind of throw. Clearly, like, you weren't trained in bike riding. It was a dude. This pothole was fucking huge. Okay, and you just didn't see it. That's right. My grandma screamed. My grandma comes running over, and I'm like next to the bike. She goes, "Oh my God, my bike!" I bet. Like, hey, yeah, it's no big deal. Your grandson almost just didn't get murdered on Mother's Day. She does have more grandkids. All right. Anyway, my number two. Thank you, Grant Fear, for coming on the show. Oh, okay. Uh, thank you for not wishing Stoutsy a happy birthday. Um, that was great. Who was Grant? That was Grant. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Wait, but for real, thank you to uh, just a legend, a yeah, living legend. For sure. And uh, number three is going to be a tie. Number three... Thank you to Dugan and Anything But Credible and their network. This is, well, hopefully you like this episode. <laughs> Sorry for shitting on your network. Fuck you. Here we are. <laughs> I don't care. Come at me. <laughs> no, but for real, uh, thank you for letting us come on the network. Uh, it's just the beginning. I mean, we're going to have so much fun with them. And no, also, number three, welcome back, Stoutsy. Thanks, brother. Welcome back. It's so good to have know, you back uh, on. I don't know how often, how much I'll be back, but slowly but surely, I'm getting my life back together. So, well, you'll be back next week. I'm One not taking no for I'm time. not taking no no for an answer. I can tell you whatever the fuck I feel like. I might start my own network, <laughs> your own podcast, <laughs> your own podcast, WWP or something. Say WWP. What letters? 
fucking bringing it out. Yeah. But anyway, uh, make sure to go follow us uh, at OffendedPod and all social media outlets, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or wherever, whatever, whatever, social media stuff. Some things. Yeah. Not TikTok, though. Fuck TikTok. <laughs> but at OffendedPod. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Trick1042. You can follow Stoutsy at. Um, or do you want people to even follow you? No, I don't. <laughs> you can follow Katie Naked Lady on Twitter at Naked Lady with two Y's. She does that. She has a question at the end yeah. of it. There's no question mark though. Just I can't remember y's? what my Twitter is. I got a new one. Jimmy James 1042. No, 1042 like is that. Todd's numbers. Mine's yep. 1947. Thanks. 1947. Uh, make sure to go follow Anything But Credible at. It's like a bunch. I'm, I'm my bad. I'm not gonna be able to. Th- We'll work on oh, that. Oh, at Jimmy we'll James nine, at Jimmy James nine four one seven. Make sure you go follow our uh, playlist exclusively on Spotify at Offender Presents Songs of the Week exclusively on Spotify, and where we listen to this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts, just by searching Offended, and go check it out. Give us a five star rating, subscribe, and give us a five star rating again. Boom. All right. Well. For Stoutsy, KDK, Naked Lady, I'm Tricky. This has been Offended, presented by the Anything But Credible Network. We will see you guys next weekend. The play us out one more time. La Casa Music Group with the song Freaky Games featuring LB Cool and Aaron Priest. Go check them out. La Casa Music Group. Bye. 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 Just got a bag.
They ask me what I wanna tell them everything they had Last night was so epic Something like a magic shot So who can't help me The two of us disappear like one Those freaky games, those freaky games.